Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Why, hello, everybody. It's me, Katie Patrick. That's him, Mr. David Fiorazzo. Yeah, cheers. Yep. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Just a reminder that if you want to support the work that we do in this show or any of our other programs, you could consider getting yourself some swag <laughs> by visiting freedomproject.com slash store and then you could get yourself a mug like the ones we have you could get yourself a shirt a hoodie and hey there's even a canvas tote on there <laughs> again just go to freedomproject.com slash store all right friends it's once again that special time to check in with our old friend although he's much younger than us alex newman what do you have for us this week alex Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Great to be here. Um, so, yeah, this story comes out of Indiana. Um, incredible. You've got a coalition of radical transgender activists and, and left-wing extremists and uh, their allies in the fake media. They are really, 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 really mad, and they want you to know they're super-duper mad about a bill that would protect children from being castrated and having their genitals mutilated or electrocuted by quacks in doctor costumes. Um, they, they call these things uh, gender affirming care. Uh, but of course, this is really just uh, brutal and, and horrific abuse of children. Um, so supporters of this bill uh, say it's common sense. It's a HB 1118 and uh, it prohibits health care providers, so-called, uh, from offering to castrate children or for, from actually castrating children, uh, from giving mastectomies, cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, and uh, various other forms of surgical uh, genital mutilation. And uh, anyone caught violating the law could, uh, in theory at least, face felony child abuse charges and uh, even civil liability up to 20 years later. So if, if a child is mutilated and then uh, 19 years later decides that they regret that decision, then uh, under this law, um, these children or uh, maybe even their parents would be able to sue them and recover damages. Uh, so I talked to uh, the head of Purple for Parents Indiana, a uh, very nice lady named uh, Rhonda Miller, and uh, she says, uh, that this is important because it protects children. She actually says, because uh, there, there's a number of these bills introduced in Indiana this session, but she says this is the only one that's comprehensive and that uh, addresses the uh, transgender issue from school counselor to the surgeon. Uh, here's what she told me. She said, we believe it's imperative that we protect minors from decisions with lifelong consequences when studies show that brain development is not capable of realizing the long-term effects of surgically altering one's body. Um, and so Rhonda uh, has been really active in these things, and uh, she's passionate about this in, in terms of protecting children. Uh, she also pointed out that uh, if you look at the suicide rate data among children who have uh, had their genitals mutilated and things, uh, it actually doesn't decrease after these surgeries. Uh, there's been a lot of research in Europe. She actually pointed to a 2020 Dutch study warning doctors about the harm uh, based on the mental health data that was coming out. And then Sweden, you know, one of the most progressive countries in the world, has actually suspended uh, gender transitions of children, except uh, with in uh, clinical trials because they were finding so many negative effects. Um, I also got uh, some comments from the bill sponsor, uh, Representative Larissa Sweet, and uh, she called this uh, an attack on our children, that this is a major topic of discussion in Indiana, not just the people we're asking her about on the campaign trail, but uh, just in everyday conversation. She says this is what people are talking about. Uh, she said that protecting children was her promise. It's one of her top priorities. And uh, she said this legislation is just one of the ways that she can help protect children in the state. 
Um, she also pointed out uh, quite correctly that uh, brains are not fully developed until about age 25. Obviously, that's why we don't let children drink or smoke or drive or vote or, uh, you know, any of those other things, uh, because they can't really comprehend these things. They don't necessarily make good decisions. And uh, obviously, uh, mutilating your genitals in a way that is going to prevent you from ever being able to have children, from ever being able to have uh, a biological family. Um, you know, that's uh, that's a very serious decision. Uh, and, and she also pointed out that, uh, you know, other countries, have, have scaled this back where they've been further down the line here than than the United States has been. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting bill. She says uh, this uh, bill stops the pipeline of transitioning children that starts in schools and ends up on a surgical table. Uh, she says we owe it to this generation to keep them from being exposed to these experiments with lifelong detrimental effects. Um, I mentioned that there was a lot of these bills introduced uh, all across the country, actually. There's been obviously an epidemic of children being mutilated with these gender transitions. Uh, it, just in the last uh, year or so, more than a half a dozen states have banned these procedures for children um and uh, obviously, uh, the the crowd, the LGBT crowd is uh, very upset, and so are their allies in the uh, big pharma-funded special interest groups like the ACLU. Uh, the ACLU of Indiana Advocacy says, oh, we're going to use every tool at our disposal to stop this. Um, uh, Katie Blair, her name. I uh, didn't mention that uh, ACLU gets big funding from the big pharmaceutical giants and interests that profit off of this uh, horror. But uh, she did say these are attack bills that are part of a hate-driven campaign. Uh, she didn't actually say what was so uh, hateful about it. But uh, you know what, folks, the fact that we're even having this conversation, the fact that we even have to talk about legislation to prohibit doctors from chopping off private parts from children is insane. It's absolutely monstrous that we're even having these discussions. Uh, frankly, I, I think it's important that lawmakers protect these kids, but it's even more important that parents start protecting these kids now, right? Rachel Levine, Assistant Secretary of Health, uh, wants to chop off genitals without parental permission, wants to silence people online who point out the evil of this. And so, folks, we've got to do something. And uh, kudos to lawmakers in Indiana. So, as you may know, Democrat darling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has become notorious for modeling hypocrisy, let's say. She recently took to Twitter to suggest people ditch their gas stoves. That's right. Stoves just like the one that she herself owns. The Biden administration was considering banning gas stoves over alleged health concerns. And many Democrats, of course, jumped on board. The one-party media says Republicans are just trying to create a new culture war. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. So I have a theory. The left is being outrageous on purpose so that the next radical idea they try to push receives a little less resistance because it's not quite as ridiculous. What do you think? This is a tactic they've used again and again to gain ground. I'm calling this the gaslight or the gas stove strategy. But is it a non-story, as they suggest? You tell me. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission had discussed stopping production of new gas appliances and encouraging people to discontinue using them. And naturally, it's all under the guise of saving the environment. That's right. Now, over 40 percent of homes have gas stoves, so this could be a problem. 
but the commission could set standards on emissions from gas stoves or even look to ban gas stove imports or manufacturing. They're trying to make this about climate and health. Here's what AOC tweeted. Did you know that ongoing exposure to NO2 from gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance? Well, there's the expert. She should know. She's likely used a gas stove all her life. Now, Ocasio-Cortez immediately endorsed the wild idea of doing away with gas stoves after a Bloomberg News report that a ban was on the table. Then, as the left often does, the Safety Commission quickly backtracked after the report came out, assuring Americans that if we like our gas stoves, we could keep our gas stoves. <laughs> Seriously, they sheepishly suggested a gas stove ban was not really being considered, though the commission still plans to hold a public comment period on the alleged dangers. Senator Cory Booker, for example, wrote a letter to the agency last month calling the harmful emissions a cumulative burden on minorities. You heard that right, gas stoves. New York's Democrat governor, uh, Kathy Hochul, gave an address Tuesday and announced a plan to eliminate gas heating and appliances from all construction projects by the year 2030. Another radical, Richard Trumka Jr., said gas stoves were creating a hidden hazard. So AOC told New Yorkers to watch for future tax credits or rebates for gas-free appliances. She said last year's so-called Inflation Reduction Act contains funding for a lot of different climate-related rebates for people, end quote. Now, these people apparently have thought this through. But why haven't we heard much about the importance of, for example, better ventilation to improve any potential negative health effects of kitchens and indoor stoves? Now, that would be common sense, right? Karen Harbert, president of American Gas Association, argued against a ban saying this. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission and EPA do not present gas ranges as a significant contributor to adverse air quality or health hazard in their technical or public information literature guidance or requirements, end quote. To the power-grabbing, money-grubbing progressives crying, environmental disaster, if it's not cows or coal or cars, now it's gas stoves or something else we use in everyday life, right? Fearmonger, legislate, regulate, control. The strategy of the left is to start with something absolutely outrageous, even demanding the impossible. Then, down the road, they suggest something just a little less ridiculous, and since it doesn't seem as outlandish, there's a bit more openness to hear them out. Now, you may have seen the photos online of AOC, Elizabeth Warren, Dr. Jill Biden, and Kamala Harris in their kitchens, all of them using gas stoves. Nothing to see here, move along. It's just media gas lighting at this point. But the liberal media narrative about a gas stove ban is laughable, suggesting that it's a GOP plot to intensify the culture war. It's as if they all get a memo from the White House at the same time, and yet too many citizens are hoodwinked by the tactics 
and by the lies that cover them up. So this is what the left does. The problem is we fail to learn from history and end up repeating the cycle again and again. So keep an eye out for the next gas stove debate, whatever that might be, because it won't be about gas stoves. The issue is never the issue. The issue is the revolution. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. All right, friends, let's take a little time to find out what's trending left. And we're going to start with the messed up mind of a rainbow mafia activist as one particular gentleman who likes to dress as a woman and call himself non-binary says he experiences pure joy when he can confuse straight people. So why should we take these people seriously, you ask? Great question. I am now starting to get identified as them presenting to the point where people call me ma'am or people call me like miss or things like that and it's still wrong because i'm non-binary <laughs> and i think my gender is the emotions of straight people being utterly confused like i just want to instill chaos and like that's my pronouns, that's my gender, that's my identity, that's my sexuality. If you saw on his shirt, he had a little, it was like a CD cover and it said parental advisory. I think he should wear that all the time because he needs an advisory warning on him. Anyway, next let's move on to an elementary educator who has a PSA for all you K through fifth teachers. Boys, are no different than girls. And if you ever acknowledge that fact, you are going against everything leftist teachers are trying to do. Get out your number two pencils, students, because you're about to get a gender lesson. PSA to all educators, especially elementary school educators, do us all a favor, society a favor, and stop breaking your kids up into boys groups and girls groups. Please stop doing it, especially at an elementary level. For academics, for athletics, for all things, stop breaking them up into boys and girls groups. It creates this idea that boys and girls are inherently different, which is something we're trying to stop in our society. So do us all a favor. Break your kids up into to levels. Break your kids up into hair color for all I care, but Please, please, please stop breaking your kids up into boys and girls groups. Okay, so you can't break them up into boys and girls, but hair color. Why not just make it skin color on that note? Hmm? Oh, oh did, I just, did I just say what they don't actually want you to do? Because they only want you to do what they want to do, but they don't even know what they want to do because they keep changing where the goalposts are. All right, well... Since we're talking about wackadoodles, uh, one particular dude is blowing up the internet after taking to TikTok to discuss how bad his supposed period cramps are getting from his non-existent hoo-ha now that he's taking estrogen. So I just had to call out sick from work because I've had these awful, unexplainable stomach cramps all day. And I just, I really, really hope 
that I'm sick because you know, I've been on hormones for a year and I've heard people say that this is around the time when they start getting like period cramps. And if I have to deal with this once a month, I am going to be so upset. I don't have 12 sick days a year. I'm just gonna have to power through. That sounds awful. That's all I can say to that. But I will say one, you are sick. Not in the way you think you are. Number two, it's indigestion. And number three, you're a sissy. Anyway, from the fake periods to hiding breasts, our next story takes us to Rochester, New York, where a school is publicly promoting chest binding for teenage girls. Now, the flyer says binders help with gender dysphoria, help girls present as more masculine, and increase self-confidence and self-esteem. In addition, there are, of course, tips and tricks provided for rearing them. Or you could just not. Best tip and trick I, uh, I think I ever came up with. But finally, we're going to wrap things up with a total nut job who claims we should replace Martin Luther King Day with George Floyd Day because Floyd has made a greater impact with his death than MLK. Oh, um, sorry, did I... Did I mention that this woman is actually a self-identified activist teacher? Yeah, yeah. Hi, TikTok. It's Luna, activist teacher here. And I'm thinking that we should replace Martin Luther King Day with George Floyd Day since he has made a greater impact with his death than MLK. And I also think that Martin Luther King's teachings are outdated. His idea of being colorblind is a white construct. There's no way she's serious. That has to be a mockery. The whole thing's a mockery. And any of these activist teachers on TikTok are mockeries. But sadly, that's probably actually how she feels. But thankfully, that's going to wrap up this segment. Now, make sure you send us some of the craziness that you've been seeing out there. And all you have to do is email media at fpeusa.org. And if the clip that you send is actually featured, then hey... I'll give you a special little shout out. So for now, just know that uh, we're going to have much more craziness next time. Until then, stay sane. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, well, let's wrap things up by discussing a story that has the internet up in arms, maybe mechanical arms. Do, 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 do. Nicknamed the Grocery Badgers, there is a fleet of high-tech robots who've been out and about in Cambridge, and they're delivering groceries. What? Now, to get things started, let's witness the absolute brutal carnage that seems to have broken the online world. Here we go. You have these robots, the badger, if you will, okay. just rolling on down the sidewalk. Now, oh my guys, gosh! Oh no! Someone just—is that a construction worker? Or are they? 
Oh my goodness! Or is that what the they robots. wear? They're kicking the you robots. You could never get away with that with dogs, <laughs> or cats, or possums, or any kind of animal if it was on video. Um, the ASPCA would be all over that like a monkey on a cupcake. Well, thanks to the interwebs, which you can count on to always offer an opinion or two, people from all over treated the robot as if it was an abused dog. They pleaded for people to show compassion and understanding toward the grocery delivering machines. Some people even wanted to remind others that it's not the robot's, robot's fault that they're getting in the way. They're just doing what they're programmed to do. So Katie, your thoughts on not only grocery delivering robots, but the feelings that some people already have for these mechanisms. Mechani yeah, the, the, the machines. Here's how I'm going to spin <laughs> this entire thing as the wife of a postal carrier. If people would treat the way they treated the machines is the way they treat the people who deliver items to them, whether it be the mail delivery people or UPS or Amazon, oh, FedEx, oh, wait a minute, this is exactly how they treat them. So if you're getting up in arms about kicking a robot, you better be up in arms about the way that our actual human beings are being treated, because I hear stories. I hear plenty of stories. So if you're going to be upset about these robots getting kicked, you better be more upset the way our actual humans are being treated out there who deliver us items. Preach Good on, Good sister. Point. That's what I'm telling myself. I'm just wondering why the guys were compelled the orange, orange, to kick to, them. To, They're yeah, just disgruntled. Like, well, they, it looks they like a like, hey, you well, know, Did they know what they were? <laughs> Get out of my way yeah. here, robot. I'm trying yeah. to walk. Intolerance toward robots. Oh, I tell you, it's such, such a sad sad what have we world. come to all right well it's gonna wrap up educated for this week we've been starting to release some of the individual stories as clips you may have seen a couple on our facebook page and i just want to again thank all of you who have been watching and commenting and sharing them with others because hey we're we're a couple weeks now oh, several weeks i guess at this point january is practically done but over the christmas break way back there in 2022 we had more than two million views on those clips so again wow. thank you very much for spreading the word all right and uh absolutely no problem if you still have your christmas tree up like no, we do at this point if you keep it up till <laughs> valentine's day for example hey. i'm with you on that just celebrate the season it's not just about one day but for katie and myself thanks for watching listening and of course supporting the show and until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.